If you have your Bibles, say, thank Lord. Thank the Lord. He finally got to what he was up here for. Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20. I'm going to preach this whole story of Jehoshaphat. Don't you love saying that word, Jehoshaphat? Say it with me, Jehoshaphat. See, yeah, good for you. Uh, and we're going to use his story to, to learn how to thank God in advance for the breakthrough. How to thank God in advance for the breakthrough. How many of you need a breakthrough on something in your life, whether it's a physical condition, a financial condition, a marriage, a, a relationship? You need God to show up. Well, today I want to teach you something that took me a long time to learn. It's not some crazy principle. It's actually a biblical principle that we're supposed to use uh, when we pray and when we seek God to get a breakthrough, in and, and it's called thanking Him in advance. Second Chronicles chapter 20. I'm going to start at verse 16. We're going to kind of talk about the whole story so it's, it's the whole chapter of verse 1 to 26, but we're just going to just kind of hone in uh, in that, uh, that, that whole story. And so in verse 16, it says, Tomorrow go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you shall find them at the end of the brook at the wilderness of Jeriel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Don't you love the Lord? He said, you, you have got three armies standing against you, but you just go out there to meet them, but you're not fighting. Mm, oh man, somebody, y'all better pay attention today. Y'all ain't ready. I can tell. You will not need to fight this battle. Just position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all of Judah and its inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed down before the Lord, and they worshiped the Lord. Father, I pray today that you would help us focus our hearts to receive what the Spirit of God would say to us. Holy Spirit, break off everything that would distract us. I pray that you would not only challenge us, Holy Spirit, but that you would change us in a way that only you can do. May we hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to His church today. God, I pray for breakthrough mindsets to be released in this house today as I'm preaching. God, may there be a shift in our minds and a shift in the atmosphere. Help me to preach today, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you know in the Bible, there are 400 passages that men mention thanksgiving and gratitude towards God? And through these passages, we learn that God wants gratitude to be the primary motivation behind everything that we do and everything that we say. I, I love the psalmist David in chapter 34, verse 1. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Say at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually, or His thanksgiving shall continually be in my mouth. The Bible simply says that it's impossible for us to please God without what? Faith. We cannot please God without faith. It teaches us that in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. 
And so if faith is so important, if we can't please God without the byproduct of faith in our life, what does it mean to live by faith? And I think it simply means this. It means that I believe it when I don't see it. Can I say that again? It means that I believe it even if I don't see it. The Bible says faith is being sure in your heart of what you do not see with your eyes. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what is unseen, Hebrews 11.1. So faith is, in essence, visualizing the invisible. You see it with the eyes, not of your head, but of your heart. But so many times we reverse it and we look at the situation through our natural eyes and we let our natural eyes open our carnal mouths rather than our spiritual eyes opening up our hearts to speak faith and the Word of God and the promises of God. The Bible simply says that it's wrong for believers to acknowledge God after it. That's not faith. That's gratitude. Faith is when we acknowledge God before it happens. It's when we are receiving it before we are actually seeing it. In other words, it's us thanking God in advance. Faith is not believing God can do something. Faith is believing that God will do something. Oh, let me say that again. Faith is not believing that God can do it. Faith is believing that God will do it. Now, many of us, if not most of us in this room, have no problem believing that God can do anything that He wants to do. Amen? How many of you believe that God can do any? If God wants to do it, He'll do it. The problem is not that we don't, we don't believe that God will do it. We have the problem believing that He will do it for me. And we let our improper mindsets of God and how we see ourselves in God from receiving and believing and thanking Him in advance for what He is wanting to do. Faith is believing that God is doing something. And God is doing something right now whether you see it or whether you don't. I said God is doing something right now whether you see it or whether you don't because He's always doing something. And even when He's doing nothing, He's still doing something. And so we have to bring our mindset and our alignment and our hearts with the Word of God, not with what, what we see or what we feel. Many times I don't feel saved. Usually about every morning at 5.30 when my alarm clock goes off, I don't feel born again. I don't know about you. You may wake up singing victory in Jesus. Deanna does. She can get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, have to go to Nashville and fight traffic. She's in there whistling victory in Jesus while I'm trying to sleep. right? We don't, sometimes we don't feel... The Bible doesn't say that we please God by our feelings because our feelings will lie to us. Yeah? They'll absolutely lie to us. Now, they may be genuinely what we feel, but that does not mean that they're accurate. But here's what is accurate. God does what He says that He will do in this book. And every promise 
in this book, as the writer says, is yes and amen. So what we need to do is stop thinking in our carnal mind and begin to think with faith from the principles of the Word of God and begin to thank Him for those things that we do not see in our life yet. Just like when Deanna said no to me when I asked her out on the first date, she just didn't see what I saw. So I got a haircut and I bought me some Stetson at Walmart on sale. Mm, Some of y'all starting to go, oh Lord, I, I hope he didn't wear that today. I said, I'm going to impress. See, I saw something she didn't see. And when she told me no, what do you think that did? You think I just crawled up in the corner and quit? No, I said, she just don't know what's about to happen yet. So I got to keep asking and I got to keep believing. I'm trying to make this as practical as can be. And we have been married for 33 years because I kept asking and kept believing, and she finally began to see what I saw, how wonderful and handsome I am. (laughs) Thank you. I knew I'd just, whew, I was holding out for at least one amen on that one. It took her a while to see it, but she finally caught on. It's persistence. I saw something in advance that she didn't see. And I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't tell this story normally in public, but I'll just tell you, as I was standing there, I felt like God spoke to my heart that that woman was my wife. I felt that. I told my pastor that. My pastor said, don't you dare tell her that. (laughs) If you do, I'm going to punch you in the throat. No, he didn't say that exactly. But it was close, but not that exactly. He said, you can't tell her that. I said, well, that's what God, why can't I tell her that? Because that's what God spoke to me. He said, you believe that, you pray that, and God will tell her that. Well, he did, obviously. But here's the deal. I said this last week, and I, I, I kind of said it almost in passing, and it's really kind of the basis of where I'm going today, and that is that we often look as praise as a caboose after something happens. And I think that point just kind of went, because what we like to do is see the walls of Jericho fall down, and then we shout, right? So after God performs the miracle, then we praise. But if you go back to that story, what do you find? It says that they march around for six days saying nothing. They march around the seventh day, and then they do what? They shout because God has given them the city. So as they began to march around, those walls didn't have a tremor, didn't have a shake, didn't have a crack in the foundation. On the seventh day, they marched around and marched around and marched around. It didn't have a crack in the foundation. And if they would have never opened their mouth, those walls would have never come down. But the instruction to God was to do what? Praise Him and shout in advance for the what? Victory that was coming. This is not some radical, charismatic, Pentecostal thing that I've just come up with. 
And I know, I mean, how many of y'all, you know, you went to the, you went to one of those churches the first time and it's like somebody got tasered and ran around the room, you know, it's like, whoa, what have I got myself into? This is not some crazy concept that, you know, you would see on TV. And this is the word of God. In fact, we see it throughout the thread of the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. And that is God expects us to believe by faith, praise him in advance. And when we do the victory and the walls come tumbling down in our lives. And I think many times the reason that you and I don't see victory in things in our lives is because we're not thanking Him in advance for it. Right? We're not thanking Him in advance for it. We're not acknowledging Him. Praise is not the caboose. It is the engine that pulls the whole train. And I think in, 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 in the culture that we've lived in, we have been preconditioned that the preacher says something good and we shout, right? No, God is good and we shout whether the preacher has enough sense to say it right or not, right? We shout because God is good, not because the music's good. We shout because God is faithful, not because the preacher said something that was smart. We shout because God is faithful and we see something in advance that nobody else sees and we thank him for it and we acknowledge him for it. It doesn't take faith to praise God after it happens. It just simply doesn't. Mark chapter 11, verse 24, it says, Therefore I tell you, whatsoever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. We didn't put this in red, but this was Jesus talking. Jesus says, Whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it. Believe when we're... People come up to me all the time. It'll probably happen today after I preach this message. Somebody will come up to me and go, Pastor, you're not going to believe this. You are not going to believe You're not going to believe it. I was praying for God to give me a job, and He gave me a job. Isn't that amazing? No. I never do that, but I've often wanted to do that. <laughs> I, I try to be kind. No, I'm not shocked. No, I'm not amazed. What you need to be is amazed that God honored your little faith instead of your big faith. Come on, somebody help. So that mustard seed moved the mountain, and that's God's grace. Because when we pray, the attitude of prayer is not crossing my fingers, right? You know, like, like when you're hoping that you're going to have a snow day? Come on, I don't, you're, whether you're an adult or you're a teacher, sometimes you want one of those, right? And so you put your clothes on backwards and you do the little circle. Woo, come on, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, right? Whatever you do. <laughs> Flush ice cubes, I don't know what all you do. All the crazy stuff you do, and then it snows, and you're like, hey, I can't believe it, look, it worked. It didn't work, it just was going to snow, right? <laughs> and we approach faith like that. And we, we, we approach prayer like that. But Jesus said this, when you pray, believe. When you pray, believe. And when you pray and believe, whatever you pray and believe for will happen. It, and when we pray and it happens, we're like, woo, like we've won the lottery or something. 
What that tells us or should tell us is that our faith level is incorrect. It shouldn't be a surprise that God does what he does because that's what he said that he does. And so, Lord, help us to pray and believe in alignment with this. Like, you can go lay hands on a Cadillac. That ain't meaning you're going to get one. I'm not talking about that crazy stuff. I'm talking about believing God for what he promised in his word for you in your life. Remember this, thanking God after he gives you something is gratitude. Thanking God before it manifests is faith. Faith is just not believing that God can do something. It is he will do something. And I know that you're like, I'm trying to really get this concept through because I think it's counter, um, it's counter the way we've been taught. It's counterculture. It's, it's counter the mindset that, that, that we have been conditioned to. Even in church, you know, in church, we wait for something to happen and then we, woo, we shout, right? Or in most churches, something good happens and we go, I don't know about that. I don't, that might not be God. <laughs> well, why don't you let God be God? We don't need your help. Amen. That was free. <laughs> yeah. The Holy Ghost don't need your help. Deciding what's him and not. He, he can handle that on his own. Oh, Lord, I done got myself in trouble. Prayer and praise are verbalized faith. Prayer and praise are verbalized faith. So when you say, God, I thank you in advance that you're taking care of my finances. I thank you because your word declares that you are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God whose provision shall be made known and manifest. So I thank you, God, for helping me provide for my family. I thank you that your word says within my hands, you've given me the ability to create wealth. Now, what that means is, is that God, you've put within my hands that if I'll do what I'm supposed to do, that you'll do what you're supposed to do. And so, God, I thank you for your provision. I thank you for my job. I thank you for favor on my job. I thank you, Lord, that I'm going to get a raise. Come on, somebody help me. God, I thank you that you're going to give me a raise so that I can bless people. And then when you give me a raise, I'm going to be faithful to give to the kingdom, and I'm going to be able to be able to help people because abundance doesn't mean that I get more stuff. Abundance means that I have more opportunity to bless someone else. When you give me more, it gives me an opportunity to give more. Mm, Well, I better not teach on that. But boy, usually when we get, we go, thank you, Lord, for giving me more. Now I'm going to go get some more. Right? But the principle of the Word of God is He gives us more so that we can give more. Now, let me just really kind of bring this to where the rubber meets the road. I think this will help you understand this. I've got a check here for $100. And I'm going to give you this check. And when I give you this check, when do you thank me for it? Now. Now. (laughs) Right? Isn't that the answer? Did she give the right answer? Give her an applause if she gave the right answer. Right. Right. She gets extra credit. This is awesome. She thanks in advance. Now, does she have the $100 yet? Anybody getting it yet? See, she thanks me for giving her the check, but she doesn't have the $100 yet because all this check is is a promise. 
there's two things that she's going to have to do to get this promise. Well, she's going to thank me because of it, but I left the check blank, which means that she's going to have to appropriate this check. That's a biblical word to her by writing her name in that check. And then she takes this check, which is the promise, because she knows that it's good because I wrote it. And she trusts that when I get... Why does she thank me in advance? Because she trusts that I've given her a promise and that when she goes to the bank, they're going to give her $100. Why? Because the promise is valid. So she appropriates it by putting her name in it. She appropriates it by faith by putting her name in it and she receives it and thanks God in advance. And as she's thanking God in advance, she's thanking all the way to the bank. She's... Now, the church I grew up in, y'all would be running by now. My father-in-law would be sanct- running the, rounding up the sanctuary, sounding like an engine going off. Woo! Right? This is a 100-watt truth. Apply it to your life. God's given us the promises of the Word of God. And when we appropriate and we thank God in advance the moment that He gives them, and then we take the check to the bank, and we thank God for the blessing. And that's thanking God in advance for what His Word says that He would do. When we thank God in advance, we're thanking Him for the promise that He's already provided. Pastor, what are you saying? What are you saying? I'm saying if God tells you to go after Moby Dick in a rowboat, that you take tartar tartar sauce with you because you're about to have a fish fry. Stand with me.